0: Tax time is around the corner, and it always reminds me of the same thing. I hate math. This industry requires us to be so good at so many things, it's overwhelming. Fortunately, we don't have to do the number crunching alone. Over at Yelp for Restaurants, the let's call them math enthusiasts, can help you tackle the numbers that impact your business with cutting-edge software that tracks guest numbers, check sizes, and much more. Visit restaurants.yelp.com for more information on the tools that can get you off the computer and back on the floor. Now here we go. I think number one, first
1: thing is they have to have a great product. It has to be an absolutely craveable product that just... When customers take a bite, their taste buds are party, right? So first things first is you can't get the two if you don't have a great product.
0: Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators served up on the house. How do you become a restaurant expert? You take the time to learn from the experts themselves. Sam Fonseca received the education of a lifetime working at In-N-Out, Kanes, and Dave's Hot Chicken. In today's conversation, we discuss the lessons he learned from the greats and how he's leveraged that knowledge to scale roll-em-up taquitos into a national brand. Every single
1: time I talk about In-N-Out, Raising Cane's, and just recently, Dave's Hot Chicken, I'm talking about what I think of three fantastic Hall of Fame concepts. Dave is still very, very young in the game. But when you talk about In-N-Out Burger, they still feel very young. There's an energy. And then people find out it's been around since 1948. And that's what the mind blowing thing is, is I really take a lot of pride in and really push myself to have YFB eyes, young, fun, brand eyes, right? On Instagram, I see something, hey, that looks new. That looks fun. Let me go check it out, right? Well, I still feel that In-N-Out has that. It has this beautiful history, but yet feels young and hip and exciting, so I started in the restaurant industry because I knew I had to go to work to help out my parents. They needed the third income to make sure that we had enough money to pay the rent. So as I turned 16, I couldn't wait to start working. We went to In-N-Out one day and they had just opened up a, a new restaurant. So there's some folks in the drive-thru, they start honking and all the team members are, all the associates, excuse me, are pumped up. They're making noise, right? So I'm, I'm taking a bite of my burger and I just look up and go, it feels good that they can have fun while they work, right? So that just appealed to me. So then my buddies were working at In-N-Out, and I was asking them, hey, is it true that they actually pay almost $2 over the minimum wage? I said, yeah. And I thought, well, if I can go work somewhere else, and I did for a short amount of time. I was working at McDonald's for $4.25. I just aged myself how old I am. That was minimum <laughs> wage back then. And then I hear that In-N-Out's paying 6 bucks. I'm like, let me get this right. I'm going to have fun going to work and the product, I'm a huge fan already, and they're going to pay me more? Well, where the hell do I sign up? I went to seven different locations and they all said, nope, we're not hiring. Nope, we're not hiring. Until I got to the eighth one. So I started working at In-N-Out Burger in 1994 and absolutely fell in love from day one. And what I fell in love about it on day one, and people talk about this all the time, and I absolutely believe to this day, your first day on the job will tell you a lot about who the company is, what their standards are, what their norms are, what the culture is about your general manager, right? And my general manager didn't assign that responsibility to somebody else. He said, absolutely not. If I hire you? You now have the Rick Pendleton brand on you. So I want to make sure that I trained you best. That way, Sammy, you can never say, I didn't know how to do this, or nobody taught me how to do this because I personally taught you. The takeaway from there, I mean, we could wrap up the podcast now. It's (laughs) that is as granular as you can get in the restaurant industry, but you can apply it to every single Job there is out there, and just from there, the most important thing that I learned real quick is the core values that were taught at home were absolutely reinforced at In-N-Out. I felt like I was getting parenting at home and parenting at the restaurant, and they wouldn't allow you to go into the kitchen until you earned it, almost like if it was a a varsity team and you were part of the freshman team. So. You were in the back of the house. You, you were learning how to take ice into the kitchen or the stand. You were slicing tomatoes. You were leafing lettuce. You were peeling potatoes. You were getting cups when they needed cups and lids, but you weren't allowed, or there was an expectation for, for you to play in the big leagues, aka the stand, work in the kitchen. You had to prove yourself. And once you got in there, it was absolutely just a blast. And uh, I think. I keep referring to it as fun, fun, blast, learning, core values, but all has to do with leadership. And at In-N-Out, we never talked about profit, ever. I worked there for 14 years. We talked about burger sales. It's insane. I mean, from day one, you walked in the kitchen, you knew what the goal was for the shift. And it was a fun competition and it drove you this is the reason why they select a lot of folks that play sports to play with them because they know folks that play sports are wired a certain way to compete. And there's every single shift, there was a goal that we had to achieve and we had to beat last year's goals, right? And so they would tell us what the goal was and throughout the day, boom, boom, they would talk about it. And usually the last hour of the shift is it's pretty much like a fourth quarter or the last two minutes of a football game. And that's what it felt like because they were like, look, we're so close, let's go, let's go. So you saw every customer as an opportunity to win, right? As opposed to my shift is almost over. How much longer? How much longer till five o'clock, right? So that was in a nutshell, how I started off at In-N-Out. Whatever I was learning at In-N-Out I would do a presentation in college. People were just blown away. You know what I mean? Professors couldn't believe what I was learning at In-N-Out. And the stuff that I was learning at school, I would take that and apply it to work. And then my great mentors and leaders absolutely loved it. And I just kept moving up. And, you know, it was a great, great run. I've always had a heart for to be an entrepreneur. And I had the In-N-Out arrow. Okay, back then, the arrow. Now to roll them up. But... You know, when I would walk into a room, people would just start asking me questions, and they wanted to know everything about in and out and how this machine worked. And so then I thought, "Oh, this is pretty interesting." And I really challenged myself to see if I can multiply it in different brands and eventually in something that I can call my own. So it's been, I think, that these key learnings from in and out, and I can go on for literally hours. <laughs> Talking to you about not only what I learned, but most importantly, the great leaders that impacted my life working at In N Out. It's a leadership machine. A lot of people think it's a restaurant. It's a leadership machine. It's really focused on people, product, customer, community. And guess what? They absolutely kick ass in profitability.
0: Yeah, right. And then you move to Todd Graves and canes. And I interviewed Todd for the show. And I got to tell you, regardless of industry, he's an amazing man. And not just because he built a billion dollar business, but because he still runs it. And think about all of the evolutions. You know, when I was in college, Todd was working from Baton Rouge. Todd was working the Fry Station at the first canes to date myself as well. And to go from the Fry Station to helming a billion dollar corporation, right? It's not like his undergrad provided him with the tools that he needed to reach that level of success and maintain it. Well, at some point, every founder has to hand it over to a CEO, a professional that runs the company, but not Todd. And I think it speaks to his level of leadership, how intelligent he is. I could go on and on, but I've also got to believe that for you on your entrepreneurial journey, Like that had to be someone that you were able to look to and glean a ton from, right? Not only
1: then, but still to this day. I have been fortunate enough to work with Esther Snyder, the founder of In-N-Out Burger. I didn't unfortunately get the chance to work with her husband or Rich Snyder, which will ever go down as one of the best leaders or if not the best leader of In-N-Out Burger. And then I got to work with Todd Graves. And I was absolutely blown away working with Todd Graves, his story, how he built Raising canes, right? When so many people told him no, 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 no. There was a connection there for me. Like I told you, I went to seven different in and outs and they all told me no. The eighth one said, we'll take a chance on this scrawny little kid and see if he can do something. Right. And so, you know, Todd Graves, what he did when people kept telling him, no, he said, well, then I will literally move to another state, work there, make some money, go up to Alaska. I'm like, is this a movie, right? That was the number one reason why I wanted to work at Raising Canes. I mean, I knew about Raising Canes because somebody had told me about this cool place that's in Vegas. At the time, we didn't have out, any out in California. Then I saw one come into to Costa Mesa, California, and they turned what used to be a very ugly old concept into this location where it was beautiful. And so then I started thinking like, man, I need to find out a little bit more about this. And then when I heard and I read Todd Graves story, and then when I met him in person, everything matches, everything matches. And he has such a passion for his community, can give you a great hot product in minutes, literally two and a half minutes. That is a goal. And so those things don't correlate two minutes and 30 seconds. Turnaround time from the time that you order and getting hot piping food does not make sense. And for somebody to do both, not only one restaurant, but throughout the X amount of restaurants that they now have open, that tells you the type of leader that you have. I will tell you, when I turned in my resignation letter into Raising Canes, I literally had tears in my eyes. And I almost can read it back to you. And it says, I fell in love with Todd Graves' dream and it became my dream. And I still, to this day, want them to succeed so bad because such a great leader for his people, how he takes care of his people. He has incredibly high expectations. I've never worked with the amount of great leaders that I did over at Canes just because they were just growing like crazy. And the people that were being brought on to the team, I mean, you could be interviewing anybody here from there. They have a level of expectations of what they expect from their leaders that is incredible, incredible. So Todd's passion, Todd's passion for his community, Todd's passion for the product, Todd's passion for his people. They have a department that I've never heard about any other company that I've worked with It's called Canes Love, where they literally take time to see how they can reward high-performing individuals or write out handwritten notes from the CEO, COO, thanking you for you coming on board. We're glad that you made it at one year. Here's your anniversary cards. All these things matter so much. I thank you. Um, I had the great honor to work at Raising Canes. I opened up the busiest restaurant in Raising Cane's history, right? Down in California. Absolutely rock star of a restaurant. The numbers that we were pumping out of there were just insane. Insane. And Todd came out to visit me. And not only me, he came out to visit the crew. And he gets out of his car and he's a rock star. You know what I mean? He walks out and he goes, yeah, man. I love how you're playing the music so loud. I Love it. Hey, back in Baton Rouge, (laughs) we pump it. I'm like sweet. He comes inside. Congratulations! Let's go talk to your crew. And he's in the kitchen, and he's puts on an apron, and he starts saying hi. You know, giving high fives to the team, and he's just connecting with the team, and just telling everybody how happy and proud he is of the team. And he brought some goodies for the team, and you guys are doing amazing stuff. We've never seen this, you know, kind of performance. I'm really proud of you. So, absolutely incredible individual, and. I am extremely, extremely happy of their continued growth and success and wish them the best because they are rock stars and they impacted my family and they impacted myself and in our growth and what we were able to accomplish in the meantime while I was at Raising Cane's. I worked there just short of five years, Miss missing my fifth year anniversary. You get a uh, sockeye salmon and you get to kiss a fish and you hang it up at your home. Uh, <laughs> But it's, it's it's one of those really cool, genuine things. One last thing that I want to tell you about Todd Graves. Every hall, ho- like certain holidays, right, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, he, he would send something out to you, folks that worked there. And he sent out a recipe book, and uh, I thought, huh, it's pretty interesting. And the reason why he did that is he said, hey, I used to cook a lot with my grandma, and When I would cook with my grandma, she always told me that when you cook for somebody or you serve somebody a meal, it's you're giving them love because you're nourishing their body and you're showing them all the hard work that you put into this meal because you want to make them happy, but it's an extension of love. So I'm going to send out this recipe book of just cool recipes that I have and I want to share with you. These are family recipes I want to share with the crew to share with you guys the love that was passed on from my family, my grandma. I mean, what does that tell you about the individual, right? Again, we just fell in love with another concept. So it was like back-to-back, just amazing restaurants. But also, there was a couple restaurants in the middle there. Man, oh man, are not those that I want to talk about, but those also taught me, A ton of how not to treat people, how not Mm -hmm. to connect with your customer, how profits is everything and people better make a profit. It wasn't people focused. It was more of not even product focused. It was how much of these things can we pump out to bring in more money? So there were some restaurants in the middle there between those two great Hall of Fame restaurants that i would absolutely would not want anybody's kids to work there right so
0: and all of this gets packaged together and kind of creates the genesis of roll them up you know yes which is i've got to tell you like a fabulous concept really well put together but i want to talk about the early days because Mm -hmm. and i did this in my own career with my concepts i tried to go where other people weren't and Where other people aren't, it's typically for two reasons, right? It's either because you're a genius or you're an idiot, right? And you don't really know (laughs) until you open your doors, right? Does this not exist, this thing that I want to exist, does it not exist Mm -hmm. because there's no demand for it? Mm -hmm. Or does it not exist because I hadn't created it yet? The Mm -hmm. founder's dilemma. So for you, as you establish, roll them up. How did you view your customer? How did you view the brand? And how did you build an operational infrastructure to help you thrive? Well, I will
1: tell you, I wish I was smart enough to have founded a company working very, very close to the founder. But the founder, Ryan Usray, his wife, Tiff, who is co-owner, co-founder, and also Slash Spirit Animal, them two... And also his dad, Ron. What they had is they loved the product, and the product originated from Ryan's mom, Mama Karen. And she would make these taquitos all the time for different events, whether it was a Super Bowl party or a family event or whatever it may be. Folks always ask if Karen is coming, she better bring the taquitos with her, right? And people would just compliment and say, hey, Why don't you do something with this? And, you know, she thought, well, it's just taquitos, or, you know, she loved it, but she didn't really exactly what you talked about. Right. And so what happened was, unfortunately, Miss Karen passes away. It was unexpected. And Ryan, Tiff, Mr. Ron, they don't know what to do with themselves. And they're just in a really bad place. Of course, they had just lost the matriarch of the family. And, Ryan and Tiff talked about it and Ryan said, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to create the restaurant and continue her legacy. And I want to make the taquitos that she used to make for us. And I want to pump those babies out and share it with everybody out there. And this is the way that I'm going to continue her legacy. And that's what he did. He put together this concept and very similar to." What I would imagine Todd's story was when folks told them, hey, chicken fingers, what else? Well, that's a lot of people were telling Ryan just taquitos, you know, taquitos or some states call them roll tacos. We call them taquitos. They're a, a side dish to other options at a Mexican restaurant. They're, you'll find them on the menu, but they're kind of on the right all the way to the left before you get to beverages or desserts. Well, he knew what he had and he knew what his mom would give to fans, to family that became fans. So he's like, no, I have a strong enough product that I know this is going to do great. And he told me, Sam, man, I would go so many places and look for locations. And everybody just said, no, 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 no. Until this individual had this drive through location in Chino Hills, California, it was a failed Starbucks location. How often do you hear right. failed and <laughs> Starbucks together in the same sentence? You don't. So the site, if you go there, you're like, why did you select this site? You know, it's not very busy area, but he was able to go in there and start Cranking out taquitos, and he comes in and he just makes it look beautiful, fun. I mean, when you walk in, it just eye appealing, and then the greeting of the staff, the product, it tastes great. So I believe that Ryan really looked at it. And, you know, one of the things that we say here, we're from in Southern California, is we think of In N Out as the brand that everybody wants to emulate. This is, in and Out Country. You don't mess with that burger. There's no other burger, and there's no other concept that we love down in Southern California more than that because it's in our roots, right? So he thought, I have a great product that stands alone, that I know will thrive, and I can't wait for folks to taste it. So how I found out about Roll 'Em Up is, so I'm working at Canes. I get an email. And I noticed, oh, we have an upset customer. So I reached out to that customer right away. And unfortunately, he was not happy with the visit. And I said, hey, we take great pride in what we do. We love what we do. I am so sorry that this happened. How can I make it better? And I told him, here's my cell phone. Please call me anytime when you're around the area. Shoot me a text. And I'll personally go there, meet you. Cook the food for you, serve it, and make sure everything's great. So he takes me up on it and on a Friday night. I meet him there. He's with his family, and we recooked his food and we took it out to him. And that individual said, Hey, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. And he goes, Hey, um, do you eat out often? I said, Absolutely. I'm in the restaurant industry. He said, All right, I'm gonna give you a place that you should go try out. First time this has ever happened, by the way. I don't think I've ever got a suggestion from a customer of where to go eat. First time ever, (laughs) he goes, you need to go to this place called Roll'em Up Taquitos. It's in Chino Hills. And I said, huh, that's interesting. Why would you say that? He's like, I'm just a fan. I think you should go there. You should try it out. It's a lot of fun. I said, all right, well, definitely. Thank you very much. So I found out where I was at, not too far away from home. I asked my wife if she wanted to go get a bite to eat and take the kids to this taquito joint somebody told me about. And I said, hey, babe, if it's not good. I'm sorry. Can we just go try this out? Because now I have to go check this out. So we walk in and I'm thinking, where has this concept been before? Why haven't I heard of it? Because it doesn't look like a concept. I literally walked in maybe the first week that they were open. You know, you think taquito place, you're thinking like mom and pop, little Mexican joint, you're walking in and you're like, the graphics look amazing, right? So you're walking into this and going, ah, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. This new restaurant concept has never been around before. How does it look so sharp? And so I walk in and I think, okay, there's got to be multiple of these, right? So, you know, they're greeting, food comes out we're all eating. We're all happy. We were like, yes, we can add this one on as another restaurant that we can go eat. Well, we love it. And then before I leave, I just walk up to the counter and say, Hey, is the owner here? No, he's not here. And I said, okay, cool. Can you please give my business card have him? call me? An hour later, Ryan called me. He's like, Hey, I heard you pass by the restaurant. I said, Hey, I just want to let you know you have something here. <laughs> it's awesome how many of these do you have? He's like, we just opened. And I said, I know this one, but how many do you have? He goes, no, literally, this is our first one. We just opened. And that's when I thought, holy moly, this guy has hit the jackpot. And I thought, hey, uh, look, I'm not sure what your plans are doing, if you're going to go corporate or franchise, but you have something here. And I can't wait to see what happens from here. He said, hey, Give me a call if you ever need help or you have any questions. You have a friend in the business. And over three and a half years or three years later, we would just talking. He would always ask questions. And it went from one call. His uh, wife got on the phone, Tiff, and she said, hey, Sam, I know that Ryan calls you all the time and you guys talk. And What is it going to take for you to be a, instead of a friend in the business, how about you become a partner in the business? And uh, she is a closer. And uh, I couldn't wait to get in here and really apply the great teachings that I've learned from those concepts. I was at the time currently working with a absolute machine as well called Dave's Hot Chicken. Uh, Right now, their fastest growing restaurant chain in the United States also has a fantastic story of how they got started. So I started with them when they only had two restaurants and now they're up to, I think, somewhere around 105 restaurants. They've been open since 2017. So they've been around now. It's going, going to be six years in May. But then I just started thinking to myself, you know, I've been very, very blessed and fortunate to work with some great brands. And also just recently, I was partnering in a franchise with a brand that has just started off as a startup and now they're doing just incredible, incredible results. So I thought, man, this is an absolutely great time to see really if I can apply everything that I've learned all the great teachings from all the great mentors that I work with and really applied here and work very, very hard to one day, the goal is to be mentioned with one of those three brands that I worked with before. So it all starts off with people and we absolutely have a great product. Now it's really focusing on our people, developing our people, developing them to grow as leaders, making sure that we have great running restaurants and really every single day improving.
0: Where are you now? How many locations?
1: We just opened up restaurant number 10. In January, we opened up three restaurants in 21 days. So every seven days, we opened up a restaurant. January was just an amazing month for us. And what it taught us, the new systems that we put in place, what we're doing as far as really going in there and really took a look at what's working what we can improve, how we can focus on making sure that our customer gets exactly what I talked about just a couple minutes ago, great product in a quick amount of time and really have high, high execution. So that's where we're at right now. We're at 10 restaurants. We're looking to open up this year here. We started off the year with seven. We're up to 10 now. We want to finish off the year right around 20 to 25 restaurants. So our franchisees are excited about opening up the restaurants. In January, we also had something that's a huge testament to the brand, where our, one of our franchisees just opened up their second location, and in the same city, as a matter of fact, and thriving. So that was a huge, huge uh, moment for Raising Cane's and also the Aurora Group, which is our
0: franchisee out in Corona. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What's the Rocket Fuel? like for those listening that have a one location and they would love to be where you are today. Obviously, leadership plays a role. There are a hundred platitudes that we all know, but what would you say you're doing that other people could emulate that would enable them to go from one to two, two to four, four to eight, eight to 10?
1: I think number one, first thing, and I know you know this well, is they have to have a great product. It has to be an absolutely craveable product that just when customers take a bite, their taste buds are partying, right? So first things first is you can't get the two if you don't have a great product. Great product, check. I think the next one here is a very, very important one is you have to have the right people. And you have to have people that have the know-how to how to scale in the restaurant industry and understand what it takes and the expectations for you to have the opportunity to bring on a great player. You cannot be a championship team with average or below standard operators because that individual, your general manager of, of that location, right, is the most important person in the building. Because that individual is going to put together the training plans, do exactly what I talked about in and out I didn't know the Snyder family when I first started off with in and out I knew Rick and Rick was my general manager. And he taught me and reinforced the core values that were taught at home. He was the one that said, this is the right way. Don't go there, Sam. This is it right over here. I focus on four things, Sammy. Great customer service, reliability. Great teamwork, great attitude. You want more hours? That's it right there. Perfect. So you cannot get to restaurant number two if you don't have the right leaders. And you have to understand, look, I'll be quite frank. With Roll Up, Ryan, he's such a creative individual. And he was the one that took the leap and started Roll Up right and he has made all this happen but he also knew man i have to bring somebody on that has the know-how and understands how to scale and understands how to properly scale and understand has a background of look what's really interesting is i worked with in and out it took years for in and out to grow one location at a time and they're not in a rush they don't want to be the fastest growing restaurant chain in the united states they want to make sure that they're focused and they're consistent Right. And then I worked for other brands that I saw them actually look in Dave's Hot Chicken. They are the fastest growing restaurant chain in the United States, but they also have done a phenomenal job of being consistent and serving a great product and understanding who their customer is. And I personally saw this when Jim Biddix, the president of the company, he came in as a COO. He created and did a phenomenal job of proper scaling, right? And so I think that's very important. If you have a great product out there, you have one location and your customers are just, hey, where's number two? When are you coming here? Where are you coming there? If they're asking for it and you have a line out the door and you're going, okay, before you make the leap, make sure you have the right team. Make sure that you have the team that's going to lead you to restaurant number two with great momentum. They have so much talent that they're not going to open restaurant number two for you. They're going to help you grow up to restaurant number X, right? So I think it's for whoever has a great restaurant right now. You know it's great. Your customers are telling you. Your sales are telling you. Your reviews on Yelp, your reviews on Google, they're all telling you you have something great. You're looking to expand. Focus your attention. On somebody that can help you have operational excellence and figure out how do you get that great individual to come and help you multiply? Hey, that individual is currently working right now and they're working for a great brand. I believe it. So you have to understand that you're not gonna get that individual at 50 cents to the dollar. You're gonna have to figure out I have something great, I have a great product, I want to multiply. I have to come up with a very over the top competitive offer for this individual because what I have is a great product and I have future potential. But any operator also understands that there's a lot of risk and a lot, a lot of work in building systems and quite possibly changing the whole culture. Cause you might have a great product, but your culture might be unfortunately trash. Right. And you have crazy turnover. And the customers are happy as heck because they're getting this delicious product. But unfortunately, they're eating in their car because it doesn't even feel good to be inside of your restaurant. But you have a great product. Well, all that for a, a optimal leader that's going to help you take care of all that and make it look very, very easy, but it's not easy, is going to come at a prime cost. And they've got to understand that. They have to understand, right? A lot of people ask me, Tell me about it in and out. It's like me going up to somebody at the gym that is just absolutely ripped and cut and just, I mean, just a beast. And I'm like, I want to look like that in June, right? And I go up to him and I go, hey, uh, tell me what it takes to get like that. And he goes, well, I work out five days a week. Check. I got that. No problem. I'll do six days a week. And then he goes, and then here's my diet. And I'm like, oh God, I can't do that. I don't know how to discipline myself enough to have that type of diet. Right? That's how it, would, it seemed like it was when people asked me about In and Out. Hey, tell me about In Well, you do this and you do that. Whoa. Yeah. And then they have amazing pay and they write down three to four goals every year. And if you accomplish those, you get a, a trip. I uh, went to Italy. I went to Banff Springs in Canada. Absolutely beautiful. I went to the Bahamas. They're like, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. If you do a great job for them, they not only take care of you and your family, but you go on these experiences that you are just absolutely blown away. And they're like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh, and by the way, uh, they have benefits. Oh, benefits. So that's an interesting thing is that everybody wants to know how to get there, but when they hear what it takes to get there, it's like me with the guy at the gym, like, okay, I'll, I'll work out three days a week, but there's no way I'm doing that diet. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, those are some of the things that, if you want to be great, man, it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work and commitment and dedication to get to be that Hall of Fame
0: brand. That's Sam Fonseca. For more information on Roll 'em Up, visit rollemup.com. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes or check out our other content go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash full comp. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Copel. You've been listening to Full Comp.